across the oceans An undiscovered paradise Forget New York and California There's a better place, now close your eyes Take my hand, we are almost there Our favorite place on earth Massachusetts Good evening, New England, and welcome to Taste of Massachusetts, helping you program your GPS for New England. I'm your host, Vincent Arachetti, and we are live on AMA 30 WCRN, as well as the Spark Radio Network out of Brockton. We're here every Thursday and Friday, 7 to 9 p.m., and you can find all of our great content on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter by using hashtag Taste of Mass or by searching just Taste of Massachusetts all together. You can join the conversation tonight by calling 508-871-7000. That's 508-871-7000. Once again, I'm your host, Vincent Ericetti. And joining me tonight, Bob from Lowell, a.k.a. We need a better Twitter and Instagram handle for you. How yeah, you doing? Working on it. Good. Very so, happy to be here. Happy to happy to have you. So, of course, in addition to being Bob from Lowell, you're also um, you also help us uh, chop up, produce, and and get our podcast posted after the show. So, uh, but you're a foodie in your own right. I mean, I've followed your Instagram and your Facebook and whatnot, and it's it's very clear that. Uh, you you definitely have a, a good grasp and uh, handle on the food scene, especially in Greater Lowell and North Shore. Yeah, I definitely uh, love to get out with my wife. My wife and I are both uh, foodies of sorts, so uh, uh, yes, absolutely, you're correct on that one. So we also have joining us a little bit later, uh, Harry, a.k.a. Food is My Homeboy on Instagram. Uh, he's coming out from Boston, so he's probably going to be joining us uh, shortly, probably by the next segment or so. Um, so before, uh, before he gets in, before that happens, I figured we'll go straight to, straight to Bob, talk about what we like to do, what we call shout outs at the beginning of every show, great places we've been to. Um, a lot of times it's recent, obviously your first time on the show with us, we're kind of going to be a little bit broader and wider with that net, but, um, so where do you like to go? You stick to Lowell, stick to greater, greater North Shore area or anywhere really? Yeah, I'm sorry. I hope you're not going to drop an elbow on here, but my first shout-out actually is going to go to you, Vinny, for uh, for the great show you put on. <laughs> um, so I get out of work at 7. I have a long ride home from Foxport to Lowell, and uh, I tune you in. It's really enjoyable. Uh, I like to say you can talk from anything about Taco Bell up to Top of the Hub, uh, <laughs> and uh, it's really entertaining. I really love how you uh, break down some of the fancier food out there and tell me what a chutney is and what have you. <laughs> without without being uh, pretentious, yes, yes. Yeah. Uh, so I, I appreciate that. But uh, So just uh, throw it out there. What, uh, what, what place do you like to go? I mean, don't get me wrong. I uh, appreciate so it. I, I, I'm sorry. So I have one more. And this is on the radio front, and that is, uh, so I do the podcast for you. Yep. Uh, and so um, I need to uh, have a shout-out to uh, fans.fm, which is the uh, site that we use to post the podcast. It makes it very easy, and um, so you just upload the shows there, and from there it's very easy to push it out to the big guy Stitcher and to uh, to iTunes. Yes, I, I have to say Stitcher is how... Uh, if I am listening to the show, uh, to the podcast on the weekend to kind of review it, I always use Stitcher. Uh, it's just, it's just more user friendly, easier, quicker. Um, yeah, I love it. It's, it's a great product. All right. So and I, they're not paying me to say that. Like, yeah. <laughs> you can, you can vouch for me there. No one's paying me to say it. 
Um, so to the food. Yeah. Okay. Now I got some food. Okay. So I got to talk about uh, something I've, I've I've grown up on, which is uh, Tony Nan's Pizza and Drink It. Uh, th- this place is um, a, a kind of cult-like following. Uh, and it's called what? Tony. T- Tony and Ann's Pizza. Tony and Ann's. Yes. So, yes. So they opened in the 50s in uh, North Chelmsford, and uh, that's where my grandparents live. So I grew up on the stuff there. Mm-hmm. Uh, they closed uh, because uh, the the original uh, founders um, retired and passed away, what have you. Uh, then the grandparents, uh, the grandchildren, opened it back up and drank it. Nice. Um, so you think, okay, it's just a, your standard pizza joint, but it really isn't because they have, uh, I will, I will guarantee you, Vinny, you have never had a pizza like Tony and Ann's pizza. It, I, I've it, had a lot of pizza. I, I know you have, but <laughs> they have a very unique recipe there, very, very sweet sauce, sweeter than, uh, like your beach pizzas. Uh, and they, they, they have a huge following on Facebook, over 6,000 likes. Uh, so, uh, the, you know, they're up there with the Santapios and, uh, the Reginas in terms of, uh, I, Facebook th- presence. That, that's, a, well, maybe in terms of Facebook presence, but that's a bold statement. Uh, they're not, you're right. They're, they're, I, I like, they're, they're kind of a, a little, you know, they're, if you're in Lowell, you definitely know about them. But uh, they don't, they're really not on the map other than that. But uh, I, I, I can't say enough about this no, place. No, my uh, very good friend of mine, uh, Barbara, she's sometimes on the show, lives in Drake, and she's she's spoken of Tony and Ann's before. So I, I'm familiar. But uh, oh, that's, that's it's an interesting first uh, first shout out because it, it kind of makes me it kind of gives me that like little extra push to uh, to try it out. You know what I mean? To get up there. Yep. Yep. So where else? Uh, okay, so there's another place uh, in downtown Lowell called the uh, Sizzling Kitchen, a uh, pretty unique place. Um, so I really have only had a couple dishes there, but the one that I've had, and I'm going to mispronounce, is the Korean dish uh, called the bimbap. Bimbap, yes. Yes. With the egg. And uh, the, it's basically like um, it's almost as if you were to make a ramen without the broth and substitute the noodles for rice, and that's yeah. pretty much what it is, and it's always... I, every time I've had it, it's been good, and it's generally at tiny little hole-in-the-wall places. And that's what this is. Yeah. A really kind of a strange place because uh, they'll serve that, and then they have the, the pho, and then they'll have... The uh, pho, yeah. Yeah, and then um, uh, you can get chicken farm there. Wait <laughs> yeah. Wait a minute. You can get bimbap, yeah. pho, this amazing soup, usually Thai or, yes, or what have you. Yeah. And then they have chicken parm, like Italian-style uh, yeah, chicken yeah. parm then, with mozzarella uh, and yes. red and sauce. Yes, and then um, parpadel, is that a French dish? Papadelli? Uh Parpadel, I'm not sure. But I, I, the menu is very eclectic. And they have a little bakery in there, too. They do, like, macaroons. and. Uh, but the food is great. <laughs> and what's the name of the place again? Just uh, this is the Sizzling Kitchen. The Sizzling Kitchen. Yes. How do they evolve to have basically Thai... Vietnamese, Italian, French. I mean, macaroons. You don't like the the French one. You don't see those everywhere. Yeah, yeah. Usually, you see the what I like when I think of macaroons. The you know very, um, uh, what are the very uh, coconut forward? Yeah, right, right. Cookies. Yeah, but these ones, uh, they don't have coconut. They're just no, they're the, li- they're the traditional French macaroons. They yes. look like little little sandwiches. Yes, yes, exactly, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> very very eclectic. It's a little hole in the wall, just like you said, and uh, great food. Wow, the sizzling kitchen in Lowell. Yes. All right, give us one more before we uh, before we hit a break. All right. So, uh, any time in the summer, I try and head up the Hampton Way. Uh, so, and I've hit, I've hit almost every seafood shack, but to me, the the the, the top of them is um, the Beach Plum. And, oh yes. And not not the one on. Uh, 
on at Northampton on the water. Uh, you got to go to the one in Portsmouth because they do uh, fried food there, and they do it perfectly. Really? So yes. you're not talking about the one on the beach at Hampton no, that no. has four floors and you can look out over the ocean, which I, I mean, no? No, uh, no, no, that's a sea catch. Oh, uh, sea catch. Yeah, the beach plum, oh. they got all the signs up for the lobster rolls. Yep. So they have, uh, multiple locations. They have one, um, on, on the, uh, on the water in Northampton. Yep. That's, that's kind of more of an ice cream stand, but you can get the lobster rolls there. But, uh, the Portsmouth location is, oh, they have just a huge menu, fried food, it's just the tops. I, I I hit I hit it a couple times every summer. Love it there. Well, it's weird that you say that instead of Oceanside Dining because Ocean like everyone loves being on the water. Yeah, yeah, you know, there's something to be said for being on the water and having the fried seafood. But um, I don't know, this place just their tops. I, I you know I Marquis and Browns. Yep. Give them a thumbs up, but this is this is just a little bit higher. <laughs> on a, a, well, because no one ever mentions, no one ever talks about the inland one. The only one I've ever even heard of is the one at Hampton Beach. Yeah. But then again, I'm from Woburn, and like we jokingly called Hampton Little Woburn because like that's why I avoided it for so many years. Yeah. So let's do this. Let's take a quick break. When we come back, I think Harry's going to come in from Food Is My Homeboy on Instagram, and uh, we will get to a bunch more shoutouts. A little bit later, a taste test with, uh, we've got four kinds of Oreos. And then, of course, Food in the News, Vinny's Goalie Drink of the Week, all coming up next here on Taste of Massachusetts. Hey, yeah, I want to shoot, baby. Shoot. Five zero eight eight seven one seven thousand is the number to join us here on Taste of Massachusetts. Welcome back, everybody. Joining us tonight, Bob from Lowell to my right, really? and of course Russ producing and joining us now for the rest of the show. Don't worry, not just for a segment. Harry, aka Food is My Homeboy, on Instagram. We've talked about his account a lot over the last uh, couple of months. Harry, how you doing? I'm well. I'm stressed out from traffic, but uh, I'm good. <laughs> no, don't worry at all. Just make sure you get close to the mic. Um, so as uh, as you know, start of the show, we always like to do shout-outs, great places we've been to, whether it be recently or um, ever. And uh, so I'm just going to throw it straight to you and uh, and let you take it away. Oh, God, I can uh, never pick one. Um, oh, no, you can pick as many as you want. I mean, this is a two-hour show. we got plenty of time, believe me. Well, we got double gin. Double gin's probably oh, of course. on my uh, on top, two blocks away. Can uh, can't go wrong in Chinatown. Uh, we got Townsman, Boston. Whoa, whoa, whoa! Double chins. What do you get? I mean, you get everything. I know you're there like One three, four times a week, right? At least. Uh, so, do you just walk in and say, "Give me the left side of the menu"? Well, I sit in my normal spot. And, uh, <laughs> you have a spot. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's where the, the lighting is the best. <laughs> He's a professional. When it comes to food uh, photography and 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 whatnot, okay. So Harry, you, you go in a double chin. What, let's start with t- you were there today, right? Yes. Okay. Double chins in Boston, awesome place. I still need to get there, but I, literally everyone who I've met within the food world has been there. I think except for Masshole Eats guys, <laughs> and uh, like them and me are the only two who haven't been there. Everyone else says it's amazing, awesome. What'd you get today? Well, I went specifically, they collaborated with, um, at Given Sweets. She, um, makes really good baked goods, cakes. Her, she makes her own ice cream. Mm-hmm. Really good stuff based out of Boston. Um, she collaborated with 
uh, Gloria and Double Chin and brought the, uh, like the multiple layer crepe cake. Um, I actually just posted it. Uh, it's the rainbow day. cake? Yeah. Yeah, is that, that, is that like you posted that and then five minutes later you told me, oh no, I'm gonna ruin my diet cause Vinny, you're bringing in Oreos for us to take. Yeah, well then, <laughs> I, then I got Domino's pizza so I can't really talk anymore. <laughs> <laughs> so you went to Double Chins and Domino's? Well, Domino's came to me at work. Oh, okay. That's nice of them. Um, yeah, this, uh, this photo you posted on, uh, Food is My Homeboy on Instagram, I actually thought it was the layered cake cause it's like the rainbow, I'm assuming, some type of St. Patrick's Day theming because I saw all of the the shamrocks. Uh, yeah, the sh- those are shamrocks. Yeah, yeah, a couple of gold, gold coins on there. Um, it was del- nice. delicious. So what was what were the flavors or was it just the colors that just really the colors, but the sweetness from um, you know the icing and the crepe the crepe just like fell apart in your mouth. It was so good. That is uh, that is that looks amazing. That I mean, wow, that looks amazing. So where uh, where else have you uh, have you been? Um, <clears throat> Townsend Boston's another one, uh, really good, um, right on the corner of Lincoln and, um, where the State Street building is downtown. Yep. Uh, that's really great. Got their, um, their smoked swordfish. Beautiful presentation. Wait, they did a smoked? Yeah. I- I'm looking at your feed and I can't find it. That's why I'm like, but I, but for them to smoke a so- swordfish. Yeah, it was, um, Oh, right. Oh, okay. So they did cut it up. They, yeah, I saw that one. Yeah, awesome. it, it just falls apart in your mouth and they put, you know, grapefruit and blood oranges and pesto on there and the oils is just the flavors were, um, pretty out of this world and they do a killer brunch too only once a month. So, um, it's usually the last Saturday or Sunday of the month. I can't remember off the top of my head, but. Was, um, is that a side of calamari on there? No, 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 that's the, um, that's the swordfish. Oh my God. That, yeah. it's that flaky. Oh yeah. Wow. That is, so, uh, I'm, a, I'm a big fan of swordfish. I think, um, I think you commented on it when I went to Tresca mm-hmm. and everyone else is getting like, you know, traditional Italian. I got the swordfish with the, um, caramelized lemon. They take half a lemon, caramelize it on the grill so that when you squeeze it, it oh my God, it is so, it was so good. Fish is so underrated at Italian. Absolutely. Absolutely. Especially when they're doing something like that so well. Mm-hmm. So well. So, um, yeah, Townsman, excellent, uh, excellent suggestion. Uh, uh, let's go with Alden and Harlow in Harvard Square. Um, ooh. Haven't been there in a couple of weeks, but. Um, in a, I thought you were going to say months. No, couple no, weeks. That's, that's a lifetime in my book. Um, but they have a secret burger that, uh, if you're not getting there before like nine or ten o'clock, you're not getting it. Um, it goes pretty fast. I haven't posted a picture of it yet, but, um, that's one of my hidden gems. So what is, there. what is the, what is the burger? Um, just really nice cooked patty. Uh, they're good greens. Uh, secret sauce. Um, Thousand sim- Island. Simple. Um, <laughs> just keeping it simple. I, 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 I'm going to joke around, so don't, don't like, don't be offended by it. But if you say, you know, offended. secret sauce, I'm going to say, oh, just like Thousand Island and McDonald's. If you say, oh, I went to that really fancy restaurant, I'm going to say Applebee's. Like, just don't, don't be, <laughs> don't be thrown off by it. Don't be thrown off by it. Offended. All right. Let's, uh, let's go back over to Bob for another suggestion. No, uh, sure. All right. All right. All right. So <laughs> he's talking burgers. So my, my go-to burger place is actually Fuddruckers. I can't get enough of that place. <laughs> <laughs> they're, no, they're really good. It's so funny because everyone makes fun of them because of the name. And they forget it's not a chain, it's a franchise. There's a big difference. And so when a franchise, you know, a franchise can really focus on things like quality and 
uh, service and things of that nature where usually a franchise, uh, a franchise can, where usually a chain is kind of stuck in, you know, in certain, um, in certain molds. But the, the thing, Fuddruckers is awesome. The thing I love is they bake their own burgers and when I make my own burger with the toppings, what I do is a tiny bit of cheese sauce and their pico de gallo and that's it. And it is so, mm-hmm. such a good burger. Yeah, I wish I could figure out what the seasoning is they put into that. So it's just, oh, that and the, probably a lot of, there's a lot of butter on that bun. <laughs> yeah, they're, they're, yeah, it's, it's like very close to like almost a brioche or even a, um, uh, just, it's just, like you said, a lot of butter. So what do you get? What's the burger you get? What do you go to? Well, I would just get like a half pound burger. This is one of the things I love about Fudge is they will cook it the way you want. They will cook it rare, which I love rare burgers. Um, you know, you go to some places and they'll be like, ah, I don't think we're going to do that. But uh, Fudge, yeah, no problem. Oh, only if the meat is good. Only if it's like <laughs> top quality. Yeah, I take my chances. <laughs> I, I don't. <laughs> uh but, uh, yeah, I just, I, I get a mushroom cheeseburger there and, um, just put, you know, like you're talking about the uh, pico de gallo on there, maybe a couple of jalapenos. Did you ever do their five pound burger challenge? No, I don't think I could get that. Yeah, <laughs> I don't think I, I'd be able to do that one. I, my best friend is a, um, he used to be an MMA fighter. He still lifts and, but, you know, I, I, he probably could do it. But even he was saying, he's like, man, that, cause he was looking, cause it's not just the burger, it's the fries and everything else. And he was he was kind of shaking his head. I was showing him pictures, and he's like, he's like maybe on a cheat day if I like don't have anything. And but is man, it, wow, is it one burger or is it? I, it's I've a, never been there. It's so. a burger. It's a five pound burger, but you have to eat the burger and the fries, and you have a bottomless drink. So, so multiple burgers, just one big. It's burger. one big. Burger, I, I which like I can't say. Mentally tougher. It is because seeing that because they bring it out. But I guess because uh, there there's one location in North Andover, yeah. and that's re- right near the college, Merrimack College. And so there's a lot of a uh, lot of kids that play sports, that a lot of wrestlers, I think, that all do it, and they like they crush it. They n- not even an issue. <laughs> yeah, those days are past me. Yeah, <laughs> me too. <laughs> but it's kind of it's kind of funny because uh, they do the bottomless soda with it and. One of the things, um, Harry knows this, and I know this from, like, being food, what, I, I hate the word influencer. I call us food writers, because that's what we are. We're just doing it digitally instead of traditional. But a lot of us food writers, you know, the restaurants are like, oh, can I take your drink order? And we all get water. And they, they're kind of like, they kind of think it's weird. And I try to, like, in, in advance explain to them that, look, if you're expecting us to eat a bunch of things for like a long period of time to taste and test and photograph and everything. There's no one's going to get soda. No one's going to get anything that no one's going to get soda. No one's going to get beer. Like it's not going to happen. It's going to be water. And mm-hmm. it, it's kind of one of those things that you, you probably, you learn it really quickly, right? You do once or twice, you do soda and then you're like, no water. No, I mean the, the drinks at the Townsend were, were great. So I would probably have a couple, maybe an old-fashioned or a whiskey, but for the most part, yeah, water, get that digestive track going. But that's more like, that's a going out night, not a I'm covering a place night, right? Yeah, that's fair. Like, there's, there, it's so weird. There's, like, such a difference now between am I going out to eat or am I going out to cover a place? Because I don't go out to eat anymore. <laughs> I go out to cover places, and that's it. Like, I literally, uh, uh, it's now two months ago, I think, I literally went to Hooters to get the wings 
because I was making fun of Hooters, and the guys were like, oh, you should try them first. They're not bad. And then I was shocked. I'm like, oh, my God. They're really, really good. Oh, now I'll have to try those, too. Uh, no, they, I, I, no, they're really good. Like, usually the Mendoza line for wings I consider um, the 99, because the 99 always has great mm-hmm. wings. Oh, yeah. Like, they're not are they the best ever. No, but they're always good. Like they're always above average. Sauce. Right. Like golden barbecue sauce. So. And then, so I use them as, like, the Mendoza line. And then I went to... <sighs> Hooters and their wings are. I, I'm still talking about. Like people have mentioned to me, they're like, "You've talked about their wings." I'm like, "Yeah, because they really are good." They're like, "Oh, have have you been back?" I'm like, "Well, no, because I'm too busy." But they really are good. So, five zero eight eight seven one seven thousand is the number to join us here on Taste of Massachusetts. When we come back, we're gonna do a couple more shoutouts. I think maybe uh, maybe a little bit of housekeeping. Great events going on around Boston, and then uh, continue food in the news when we come back. And all the girlies say I'm pretty fly for a white guy. 508-871-7000 is the number to join us here on Taste of Massachusetts. Welcome back, everybody. Bob from Lowell to my right. Harry, a.k.a. Food is my homeboy to my left. Talking about uh, great places, great uh, shout-outs. Let's go back to Bob for another shout-out. Usually, when I have people on consistently, I usually do one segment or two. But because it's it's the first time both of you are on the show, I want to kind of give you guys a little bit of uh, a little bit of leeway with it, a little extra airtime to kind of get out all those great places that you probably have like a a slew of them like ready to go. So, Bob, go right ahead. Okay, uh, so this one, you know, like I was telling you, I have a long commute, so I kind of, once I get home, I kind of stay local a lot of the time. Uh, so I head over to uh, Lowell Beer Works a lot. Lowell Beer Works? Yes. Nice. Yeah, I, I, they have... Um, I, it's beautiful, first of all, right? It is nice. Uh, they got a great beer selection, and they, they're always changing things out. Uh, and uh, I love the pastrami that they have. It's just delicious. They got a nice coleslaw on top. Oh, I can never get enough of it. And you can kind of mix it up with the fries. You can get a chili cheese fries with it. It's very good. Very uh, nice. They have a stir fry as well that's, that's very decent. At the beer works? Yeah, yeah. It might, <laughs> it's probably, it, you know what, uh, it's got a lot of sugar in it. That's probably why I like it. But uh, it's kind of a teriyaki sugary sauce. And One more time. What's the name of the place in Lowell that had the... Oh, uh, the bimbimbop? They had uh, bimbop. Okay, so yeah. Harry, listen to this. Place in Lowell, they've got bimbop. Faux, chicken parm, French macaroons, not regular, like the French ones, and like, and it's been there for forever, you said? No, not that long, a few, a few years. Oh, and it, what was it called? Uh, it's called the Sizzling Kitchen. Sizzling Kitchen. Yeah. Like, I'm dying now to go to this place. Oh, yeah. A little bit of everything, all right. Yeah. But it's like, like you not never... too far from the egg roll cafe that you've talked about. Oh, yeah. It's yes. right down the road. I love the egg roll cafe in Lowell. And it was so funny because one of, uh, one of my friends I didn't realize used to uh works near there she loves their bento box lunches mm-hmm. and then um clancy from um masshole.eats he basically he's like yeah i lived next door for two years when i went to umass lowell he's like i went there all the time i'm mm-hmm. like oh good good to know but yeah they're oh awesome awesome place i need to like I I could just go to Lowell, I think, now. Oh, there's so many places. I love it. It's like downtown is about two minutes from my house, so I've got a lot of selections I can go to. Yeah. 
Harry, back to you. Another shout out. Yeah, we're gonna go with uh, DMB Burgers in New Bedford, um, right on, uh, around, like almost right on the water uh, towards you know South Coast. Uh, all made from scratch, you know, getting the local lo- local beef, making their bacon in house, um, all their greens, all their every, everything down the ketchups, local beer. Um, it's amazing. Two uh, two Mondays ago, <laughs> a guy wanted to so. Um, if you follow the page, I went with, um, Tony Diva of the Vines. That's her nickname. Um, Tony with an I. Um, she's the wine director at Julio's and we went down to Westport Rivers Winery and they also have own run, um, Buzzards Bay Brewing. And so the guy at Buzzards Bay Brewing wanted us to go with him to D&B Burger. He's like, it was like three o'clock. We'd already been running around all day, and he's like, "Yeah, meet me there at 7. And I'm like, "Oh my god, I, there's no way." Oh, he should have waited. <laughs> no, it. I, well, we're go. It's so funny. So we're we, he's already like lining up a day for us to go. Probably May when the weather's a little bit nicer. And um, he's like, "Yeah, we're gonna go there. We're gonna go." He's like naming off all these places in New Bedford, and he's like. I'm like, do they all carry your beer? He's like, oh, of course they do. I wouldn't go if they can carry. Them. I'm like, okay, good. Um, but uh, yeah, that was that was pretty funny. So I I keep hearing D and B burgers. That whole area down there is really exploding with a lot of great restaurants. Yeah, there's a uh, tapas place and cork. I keep yeah cork, cork and yeah. that's the place I gotta hit. I saw Eugene Merman there. It's a pretty big place. Yeah, and is that that's the one that I think opens right out to the ocean, right? Yeah. Or yeah, yeah, they have an outside patio. It's you can so, see the water. Uh, I'm I've been there once and I didn't eat because I was just running around. Their Philly cheesesteak egg rolls are incredible. Yeah, better than sriracha aioli. Yes, all together, great. And I I need to go. I yeah. need to go. <laughs> Uh, back to Bob for another. We're just going back and forth, I oh, think. Okay. Uh, so uh, this is down near my work. This is uh, in the summer when it's nice out. We're headed to Commonwealth Barbecue in Norfolk. It's um, oh, really. There's only one thing there to me. It's the pulled pork sandwich. Uh, there, it's an outdoor spot. Uh, they don't. So you're just sitting on a picnic table. Uh, they do it right. The pulled pork is just. It's it's piled high. It's very juicy. And they get the barbecue sauces there that you can uh, can uh, get on the side and pour all over your, your sandwich. What's what's the style? You know what? They, so they, I'm not a, a barbecue expert. I know they have like how the, vinegary is it? Basically, no, no, the, no. They don't really put any uh, sauce on it. Uh, really? So they have um, they do have the Carolina sauce that you can get. So yep. def, you can definitely get the vinegary. But I go for you know uh, what is the kind of more of a Memphis uh, with something a little sweeter, slightly sweeter. Yeah, yeah. 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 I, I love the Carolina style. I don't. It's something about Something about the vinegar cutting through the fattiness, it just like, it works for me all, all the time. But, uh, that's, that's good to know as well. Yeah, my friend, uh, I think my friend Dave always rants and raves about that place. Oh, it is so good. Back to Harry. See, I like this rapid, see, I don't get to do this too often because usually I never have two people on for the first time. So a lot of times it's, you know, a nice balance, but I like, I like this rapid fire. This is good. Olitoki in Austin. Okay, finally, a place I don't, I haven't heard. Yes, very, it's almost, you know, a little hole in the is wall. It, is it new, relatively new, new at all? I couldn't tell you. I think it's r- relatively new, um, maybe three or four years. Um, so not, not too new, but uh, really good Korean fusion. Um, you know, everything from tacos to burritos. They make tachos, so nachos made with tater tots. Um, you know, nice. cheese, you can put bulgogi beef on it. Um, they had their own Olitoki sauces. Um, you know, I, I usually get the, ta- the tacos with some sort of either chicken, beef, whatever I'm feeling, maybe even tofu sometimes. 
But um, really, their uh, $5 bites are where it's at. They have bulgogi and cheesesteak egg rolls, Ugh. little uh, plates of tots. It's fantastic. So they have a $5. So it's basically like tapas. So it's Korean everything fusion tapas. It's not like a place where someone's going to take your order. It's, you know, no, you're who going cares? And you're, you know, ordering, but their $5 plates are where it's at. Oh, I don't care as long as the food's good. <laughs> I mean, every, like I, I tell everyone, Santapio's is one of my favorite places. If, if you're talking someone who cares about, I mean, I care about ambiance sometimes, but it's, you know, it's like, depends who you're going out with. But, um, although on my third date with my, now obviously my wife, uh, on our third date, so th- just to give you guys an idea of how ridiculous I am, first date I took her to um, um, this uh, I can't remember the name the uh, Italian restaurant in Mohegan Sun because she loves ravioli and they do three they do a ravioli appetizer, a ravioli main, and a ravioli dessert all fresh. So that was a big hit. Second date was to um, Top of the Hub. I'm sorry, not Top of the Hub. Uh, Paragon at Foxwoods which is like one of the few five-star restaurants in New, like full-fledged five-star, right? Third date, Santapio's. <laughs> and I sent her home with a pizza for her father because during, because, uh, during one of our first two dates, she said that her father <laughs> loves Papaginos. And I like just got so Smart offended. Move. I'm like, what? What? <laughs> and she's like, yeah, he loves Papa G. I'm like, he loves Papa G. Like, yeah, he really, it's his favorite. And I'm like, all right. And then that like, it's like a risky move. Hey, I'm a risk taker. <laughs> you know, I, uh, I bet the hard way and everything or whatever. I don't know. Actually, I'm not. I, I like blackjack because I can calculate the odds and just totally play the odds. It's so frustrating. Have you, have you guys been gambling casinos? No, no. no. So. I you I I didn't I never went a lot but I took statistics in college like advanced mathematics type of stuff um you know logic informal logic all that stuff and then um survey market research it's all just math and statistics <laughs> so I when I would go with my friends they would hate the way I would play because I would do you know same bet all the time but if I if I saw the odds were in my favor, I'd be like doubling down. They're like, "Why are you doubling down? You have two, you know, you don't double down when you have two tens or whatever." And I'm like, "Yeah, but blah 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 blah." It was so funny, but I don't know. That's that's my uh, that's my rant on that. Back to you, Bob. Uh, okay, I'm kind of going back and forth here about Mexican. Uh, all right, I'm going to go with a place in uh, Methuen. It's called the Plaza Azteca. Uh, it was. It used to be an Uno's. They turned it into a Mexican restaurant. It's way better. I was just gonna say it used to be an Uno's. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, so <laughs> I just really enjoy it. They got it. They have a. I, I go there really for just one plate, and it's a, the fajita burrito. Uh, they just really. It's just nice. They put kind of a nice cheese on there. Uh, and um, actually, one of the, one of the other things that I love is, so they have you know everybody brings chips to your table, whatever chips salsa, but they have this white sauce that they can give you. And I don't know what's in it. I've asked many times. I can't figure it out. It's just delicious. I can't get enough of it. It's if I ever find out the recipe, I'm probably going to 400 pounds. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, I, it I, happens. Yeah, yeah. So I love it. You know, just go there again. They have, they have the uh, the monster beer. So wait, yeah. wait, what's a monster beer? Well, just like you know, the 20. It's probably like oh, 30, just 32 ounces. Yes, yeah. yes. And have start that with some chips, and yeah, you're smiling. All right, Harry. One more <laughs> before the break. 
Uh, I'm giving a shout-out to By Chloe. They just opened up in the seaport. Yes, I saw your photo. Fo- I was so... Yeah. The, of, of all the places I've seen, I think maybe Little Donkey and By Chloe are the ones that I've really... I, I I kind of felt missing out. I felt I was missing 100% out. 100% vegan, but honestly doesn't taste It's like vegan? That. Yeah, 100%. Everything from their ice cream to their would, sweets to from every sandwiches, th- their pasta. They make their pasta with uh, almond parmesan and, um, you know, cashew mozzarella. What? So that's what they use in their pastas. And All right. So sandwiches. I would I had to, I would have to notice. They make shiitake bacon. And let me tell you, it's mushrooms taste that taste like bacon. It's I, I can't describe it. It tastes very similar. That's so what, that place that's is 100, 100% vegan. Yeah. Did you know it when you were going in? Yeah. Yeah, I had heard of it. I had heard of it before, and I've heard it's really good, and it did not disappoint. They make their own beet ketchup. It's like a sweet. It's a sweeter ketchup, you know, a little more tang yep. to it. But uh, on the sweeter side, it's really good. Yeah, because when I was looking at well, your photos, everyone's photos, I saw I guess three, three or four. I think Wonder was it Wondering Boston Eater was there. I can't uh, some remember. someone a few other people were there, and her Nom Nom Boston one. Yeah, there. that's what it was. And so I'm looking at all you guys' photos, and I was just like. I was look. I would. Uh, first of all, I love their marketing, their branding, where everything is like um, Boston related. Uh, yeah, it, but it's it's um, man. I, I got to get there now because I didn't know it was. I would have never guessed it was vegan. I would have never guessed. Yeah, I waited in the line for like forty five minutes on opening day, and well worth it. Well, I've been saying lately that a lot of um, you know it used to be, and when I say used to be, you're probably close to my age, Bob. You might understand. I, I it so. used to be that anything that was healthy, vegan, whatever, tasted horrible. And then one of the products that I love is Amy's, mm-hmm. and yeah. Amy's all their frozen stuff. Uh, I'm a huge fan of uh, Indian food, and their their line of Indian food is absolutely amazing. Sag paneer. Uh, chicken, uh, I'm sorry, uh, chickpea masala or kala masala, but whatever. <laughs> um, like that's all I eat normally, like other than going out and it's all very healthy and it tastes really good. Uh, even halo ice cream, which, uh, have you, you've tried it yet? I haven't tried it, but they, I they reach out to everyone. Yeah. And looks so, good. so good. So good. My, my wife actually was getting it before, um, before I'd seen it anywhere and she's like, you got to try it. And, and I'm like, there's no way this is only 260 calories for a pint. And she's like, yeah, it's just really healthy and good. And it's good. It's amazing. I couldn't believe. But that's now what's happening. Everyone's figuring out that you can make it healthy and taste good. It's just taken, you know, 10 years, 15 years. And now I'm just going to eat a whole pint of ice cream when I eat okay. that. <laughs> well, the, the nice thing is you're probably eating a pint anyway, but now you'll feel less guilty about it. Like... You know, you can go Ben and Jerry's, which is going to be three times the calories. Um, well, now I can eat two. Exa- there, <laughs> and still be under the <laughs> under the Ben and Jerry's Mendoza line. So let's do this. Let's take a quick break. When we come back, uh, we've got four types of Oreos in studio. So when we come back, we're going to uh, reveal what we thought of uh, tasting each of them, tell you which one's the best, and uh, maybe do a couple more shout-outs here on Taste of Massachusetts. Eight seven one seven thousand is the number to join us here on Taste of Massachusetts. Welcome back, everybody. 
to my... <laughs> oh, God. I'm getting text messages. Like, everyone in the world knows that I've been on the radio <laughs> every... Yeah, whatever. Um, I'm sure it's my uh, buddy Dave. He, he just loves to do it to get my goat. Uh, welcome back, everybody. Uh, Bob from Lowell to my right. Harry, a.k.a. Food is my homeboy on Instagram to my left. Russ behind the ones and the twos. Keeping us, uh, keeping us music, music fight, music fight. I don't know, whatever. Uh, um, I wanted to get into, man, I almost just freaking choked on, um, the Oreo that I was, uh, choking down during the break. So I decided, um, for some strange reason, Oreo is now not only doing all of these crazy flavors, they're like pumping them out like five, six, seven, eight at a time. So it used to be that there was one seasonal one. Uh, we did a taste test on, I think it was the Peeps ones, which were atrocious, uh, a couple of weeks ago. And then, so I was, I was grabbing a, I was grabbing something at the store and I saw four different kinds. Actually, I saw seven different kinds, but wow. the four that I saw were not seasonal and they were just like new lines and they were smaller packages. These are relatively smaller packages. So there's a mint flavor, a birthday cake flavor with funfetti in it, a peanut butter flavor, and a cinnabon or cinnamon bun flavor. So we, uh, I decided to get them. We, uh, we've all tasted them. I think we all have a ranking in order. I think I'm going to start with Bob, Bob from Lowell. We, we got to get you a better handle. Buddy. Yeah, yeah. Like, or even if it's at Bob in Lowell one two well, three or whatever. You know, I'm working on something. My, my wife and I, we used to have a web page where we kind of rated uh, restaurants. Uh, so we, we, we were talking about it. we, we got to list the names for Instagram, and so. It's gonna happen, and I'll I'll probably run it by you, Vinny, because <laughs> you're the you're the Instagram master, as far as I'm concerned. Yeah, I I I dabble. Um, so what um so what is your ranking of these uh, of these Oreo cookies? Oh, okay, Give, so go go from worst to first. So worst is gonna be the the birthday cake. It's yeah. just there's too much sugar. Mm-hmm. Uh, and that's probably the next is um the cinnamon bun. Again, it's just it, there's a little bit too much going on. All right. Um, and then I'd say peanut butter is in second place. Yeah, second and place. And then mint. It's mint is number one for seems, you. Yeah, just very. It, it doesn't sound like it, there's there's not a lot going on there. It's just it just mint. You can't screw that up too much. <laughs> Goes good with chocolate. Good, the the good people at uh, Nabisco, I'm sure, will <laughs> will like that assessment. So uh, let's go to Harry, aka Food is my homeboy on Instagram. What are your power rankings for these Oreos? Bottom up, birthday cake and cinnamon, just like um, my former. Just I, I I don't like golden Oreos, so that that just didn't mm-hmm. do it for me already. And then um, yeah, too much sugar. Interesting. But then mint, I'm I'm just not the biggest fan of mint. Like I, I'm crazy and don't like mint chocolate chip ice cream. People call me crazy. Um, but then peanut butter at the top, knew that was going to be great. So not disappointed, but not. Overly impressed. Interesting ratings. Uh, I'm going to go to Russ, who has uh, def- he's had more time to uh, mull this over. I know he grabbed the in- and tasted at the beginning of the show or right before the show. Uh, Russ, our producer, what would your uh, rankings be, worst to first? Uh, worst, <clears throat> excuse me, worst to first, in my opinion, the uh, cinnamon bun, definitely on the the bottom. You know, really, it it was all right, but it really didn't impress me that much. Wow. The uh, the birthday cake was uh, was okay. I'm the kind of sugary. I think you know maybe also but, mm-hmm. uh, just enough to uh, say so. The mint I thought was uh, a good second place finish. 
Wow. And to uh, top it off, the peanut butter. Because wow. I, because I love chocolate and peanut butter. I mean, that's uh, the way to go. All right. I am not going to be popular with my selections. But here, I, I'm going to break it down a little bit more uh, for you guys. Uh, on the bottom, definitely the birthday cake. Way too sugary. Um, didn't really reflect birthday cake. The stupid little funfetti uh, was really hard. I don't know if you guys thought the same thing. Um, in third place, not for being bad, but just for being um, bland in what it was, I'm going to say the peanut butter. I mean, I expected you, you got the chocolatey Oreo cookie outside. You figure chocolate and peanut butter work together well. That peanut butter, it was almost like they just took frosting and added a tiny bit of very cheap peanut butter, mixed it up, and threw it in there. That's number three. Number two, the mint. Uh, I thought it was executed well, meaning the mint was there. It didn't taste fake, and uh, it reflected a thin mint or Andy's candies, which uh, I do like. So if you like mint, it's probably going to... Uh, raise your rank, power rankings. And my number one was the cinnamon buns. Upset. Huh. Uh, total upset, uh, totally upsetting you guys. <laughs> I thought it was done perfectly. It wasn't overly cinnamon. It wasn't overly sweet. I actually pulled the cookie off, ate the cookie, ate one of the cookies separate first, and there was actually cinnamon sugar in the cookie. I thought that was above and beyond what they needed to do for it. And then um, the 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 actual frosting itself had the cinnamon sugar flavor without uh, without going overboard. So I think uh, I think <laughs> you guys are looking at me yeah. in disgust right now. Like how could I? I'm shocked. But uh, that is that is my power rankings, and I think it just goes to show everyone's uh, everyone's tastes are different. So always uh, always try them out yourself. A great view of opinions, I thought. But I, I was interested that, uh, it, I mean, it probably is going to matter whether you like or dislike something like mint or peanut butter. Definitely. Um, but I think we all agree that that uh, birthday cake one was just... Oh, throw it out. Yeah, um, five-year-olds might like it because it's just sugar and oh, nothing else, but that's all. 508-871-7000 is the number to join us here on Taste of Massachusetts. End of the first hour. That was quick, guys. So hour number two coming up next when we come back. Five zero eight eight seven one seven thousand is the number to join us here on Taste of Massachusetts for hour number two. Bob to my right, Harry from Food. I was going to say, I was going to say something else, but Food is my homeboy on Instagram to my left. Um, I have to explain to you guys, we never interrupt um, Lionel Richie until he yells because we uh, love and respect Lionel Richie here. On, it's in, on it's the, show. in the contract. It is in the contract. <laughs> You're not allowed to interrupt Lionel Richie until he yells. Uh, gives that little woo, and then uh, and that's then, just that's just like nobody interrupts Howie Carr. That's like the eleventh commandment. Here well, at the radio station. <laughs> let's let's uh, let's not go there. <laughs> let's not go there. Um, so hour number two of the show, and we generally transition to uh, the wide world of food now. But again, since we got two new guys in studio, um, doesn't happen that often. I want to give you guys one final kind of segment to do some more shout outs. Kind of get a lot of uh, places uh, out there 
you, you've named great places so far, so uh, I can only expect uh, more more to come. So let's uh, start back with Bob and uh, take it away. Okay, uh, went to a place up in Tingsboro recently called Nolo. It's a pretty new spot that uh, took over for what used to be called the Stonehenge. Um, I'm sorry, do I have that right? I, I don't know what to replace, but it's now Nolo. Uh, nice upscale place. Uh, went there with my wife. We had uh, oh, in at the um the spa. Yes. Oh yes, yes. They yeah. rebranded it to so this place. It was called Stonehenge. Everyone knew about it. It had one of the largest wine collections in oh. like North America. Uh, company bought it, sold off the wine. Still a beautiful spa and resort area. And um, yeah, they do a lot of wine dinners, a lot of a lot of great beer dinners. They're, they're very uh, very forward. And a uh, great place in, uh, is it, I thought it was Tingsboro. It is in Tingsboro. Yeah, Tingsboro, yes. Yeah. Uh, yeah, beautiful place inside. A lot so of, wh- I want to hear about this. What'd you have? Uh, so that's we, a little beyond my price range. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Just a little bit. Uh, yeah, so we had the uh, crab cakes uh, for an appetizer, delicious, uh, you know, they just, everything looks like, a, you know, just picture perfect. It's oh, beautiful. of course. Uh, and uh, for myself, I had the steak tips. My wife had the um, the lobster ravioli, and uh, everything was just uh, tops. Well, I mean, it would it would have to be. The place yeah. is awesome. Yeah, and just beautiful inside. A lot of hardwood, and uh, you know, to your point about the wine, I, I feel like there was a like some kind of a tower structure in there, just oh, they, full of wine. Well, yeah, they still have the whole um, wine cellar and whatnot. It's just a matter of they. Um, they sold off the collection and then started, I guess they started to build their, a uh, new one or n- not necessarily new, uh, a new wine collection, but I know that they, uh, when they do their wine dinners, they generally have, um, they generally bring in, like, the actual, uh, owners of the vineyards mm-hmm. to kind of talk through and, and put together menus. I mean, a lot of their menus are, uh, like I said, it's, it's upscale. It's, it's, but it's beautiful. I mean, everything they, I've never anyone who I know who has been there has said nothing but amazing things. Just like yeah, just it was great night. So wait, what did you? So your wife had the lobster alivioli. I'm sorry, what did you Uh, have? I had uh, had steak tips and they were just perfect. Beautiful. Yeah. Well, Harry, top that. (laughs) TGI Fridays. (laughs) Applebee's. Applebee's. Yes. Let's go with the Lincoln Tavern in South Boston. Yes. Um, One of the one of my favorite things they do is their uh, BTK brunch test kitchen. Every Friday from ten to three. Oh, I didn't know um, about this. Oh yeah, it's a rotating menu. Um, you know, you 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 can get your normal brunch stuff, but there's probably half a dozen or so uh, different items that they're always doing. I know one time I went, and it was fried cauliflower with a good pesto spread. Uh, they do their own specialty pizzas. I know today they did a corned beef hash pizza. They did a corned beef hash pizza? Yeah, with a couple of eggs on top. Uh, they always do four eggs on their pizza, pizzas, which are great, and they're, you know, the size of a, about a small, small pizza, but it's cooked similar to the Neapolitan style, although mm-hmm. not much, so much like it, but they do great stuff. I've had a pastrami pizza from there, is amazing. They do amazing fruity pebble pancakes. Yes. Um, kind of brings That's you back to your childhood. Yeah, it's, uh, Definitely worth it. I, but they're, I love the creativity that their, their chefs do. So you're, you're killing me because I, it's a place I've wanted to go to and I am going on Tuesday, but like so many people have been telling me about this place now and it seems like even more so over the last like two, three weeks. Oh yeah. Oh no. I saw your photos. You don't have to, you don't have to, you know, brat, humble Get their brat. sliders. Go and get their sliders. It has a quail egg on it, which is, you know, different than what you'll find, um, in a lot of other places. Well, I know, uh, I know they're gonna, you know, whatever they do obviously is gonna be, you know, 
that when you when you do a food tasting for you know covering, you kind of put yourself in their hands. So and you're telling me get the sliders of all the things that they have. Well, no, you get multiple things, but the sliders right. is one of them. So I'll I'll ask them. Uh, I'll send them an email and say, hey, can Harry said to do the sliders. <laughs> I'm going with, um, I haven't met this guy. Have you met um, uh, the Bearded Bruncher? I'm driving him up to um, New Hampshire on next Saturday. Oh, so you're coming up to the uh, wine yeah. and then the, good, 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 good. Um, yeah, I've never met him, but his stuff is awesome. Yeah. His stuff is aw- yeah, really excited. awesome. I think we talked back and forth a little bit, but it'll be cool to meet him. Yeah, it's weird. He's one of the few, he's one of the people that I've seen that I haven't met, like, I, I didn't. I did not know his account even existed until like maybe two or three weeks ago, and then I, you know, now I can't get enough of it because I'm like, how did I not know this guy existed? And it just goes to show there are so many people out there covering that just it's hard to get exposure. Yeah, he has a lot of quality, you know, followers, and he he does really amazing stuff. Yeah, he does great great stuff. Okay, Bob, one more before the break. <laughs> All right, we're gonna go. We're gonna go down a little bit from Nolos. Yeah. Uh, we're- <laughs> We're going to Arthur's Paradise Diner in, in Lowell. This is a little, uh, hole in the wall. Uh, they, they have, uh, one sandwich there. There's only one reason you go to Arthur's and that's to get the boot mill sandwich. Uh, and it's just, uh, eggs and meat and, uh, ha- uh the hash browns, uh, on, on top of, or the home fries on top of it in a bulky roll. They do it right. There are so many people in Lowell that try and copy them. They all get their own name for the sandwich, but Arthur's is the original and it's just delicious. And so what, what is in it again? It's on a bulky roll. Yeah. It's just, uh, eggs, uh, your choice of meat, uh, up to three and, uh, then, uh, hash browns on top of that and cheese as well. Wow. It's, yeah, it really hits the spot on a, a Saturday morning. I was going to say, this sounds like a hangover type of Breakfast. Oh, there's plenty of people coming in there with those, I'm sure, yes. <laughs> Anything with a hash brown is uh, a hangover sandwich. Yes, absolutely. Well, because you got to, yeah, exactly. I won't get into the physics. I mean, the... Life's um, about balance. Yes, it is. Yes, is. it is. So let's do this. Let's take a quick break, and then we come back to Vinny's Girly Drink of the Week. And uh, I'm going to have to, like, post it and get it up and stuff. I may have to delay posting it until after the show just because... Uh, I picked it out, and I didn't schedule it. Normally, I schedule it because it's during the show, but uh, maybe I'll post it after the show. But uh, when we come back here on Taste of Massachusetts. Music means it's time for Vinny's Girly Drink of the Week, brought to you by Julio's Liquors in Westboro, not your typical liquor store. Check them out uh, online, julioslickers.com. They're always winning awards and doing tastings, and their tastings are free. So, you know, the big thing about that is it's free. So, when you can taste alcohol for free. Can't hate that. No. So, but Whiskey Wednesdays, Thursdays is always wine. It's crazy. Um... So, Vinny's Girly Drink of the Week, I just had... Okay, here it is. Thank God. Oh, I thought I lost it on my screen. Um, Vinny's Girly Drink of the Week uh, is uh, also brought to you by Food is My Homeboy, because I like to give shout-outs when I can for Vinny's Girly Drink of the Week. So, do you know where I'm going with this? Townsend? No, it is the Mammoth Sour Power Shake from 
Black Tap New York. Is that New, that's in New York? Yeah. Black oh, Tap. the one place you post in New York is <laughs> yep. the girly drink. Yeah. Oh, damn you. Um, that's okay. Uh, it's ridiculously awesome. I have not had it, but you have, so I want to hear your breakdown of it. But it's uh, it's amazing. It looks a lot like the crazy um, freak shakes that uh, Boston Burger Company's doing. Um, and this is Black Tap Craft Burgers and Beer. So obviously you had this. So I want to know what's what's in it. Was it taste? How'd you know? Uh, yeah, no, they were one of the first that really started that that, that freak frab crazy, crazy yeah. milkshake kind of fad. Um, yeah, we see Boston Burger Company, a bunch of other places are picking it up. But uh, yeah, black uh, black raspberry ice cream, very simple, but just the toppings are crazy. They have you know uh, like a Willy Wonka style lollipop. Oh, of course they do. Uh, sour patch type strip, a whole pixie stick in there, nerds on top. Gummies on the outside. All of their milkshakes are frosted with frosting around the outside and stuck with whatever. And it was just. Now, is it real frosting or is it like spackle frosting? Real frosting. It is. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. I could eat the whole thing. I did eat the whole thing. You ate that whole thing? Well, oh. I had help. But well, you know, it's always good to have yeah. help. It was really good though. I haven't, I actually haven't tried the Boston Burger Company freak wrap. So I'd be curious to hear how those are. Well, Paul Melvone is a, um, so the the place that kind of I don't know if they start I don't know who started it I mean some you're never gonna know who really started it but the place uh, there's a place called Toothsome and it's in Florida it's kind of halfway between Universal Studios and Disney World and it's supposed to be this whole you know Willy Wonka esque but not style and they have this like it's like steampunk meets Willy Wonka Chocolate Factory just to give you an idea of like what the and they do they they do these crazy fraps and shakes and they have a full savory menu too which is kind of unbelievable um and so what happens of course is a lot of people go on vacation a lot of people take pictures of these and people start to see them really quick and then they start to replicate which is okay but guess what you got to do it well yep. and that's why um you know that's why i always say ideas as good as they are you, you still got to do it well if someone steals your idea that's one thing it doesn't matter if you don't do it well. So. And, and their burgers were out of this world, too. So, yeah, compliments it. They were? Good, good, good. Always, always good. Yeah, that whole, I think the whole milkshake and a burger combo is really good, and people kind of forgot that the sweet and the savory really do work together. Yeah, nothing better than getting that from, like, a good old diner. Just a Although I'm more, of a, I'm more of a um, uh, so, uh, float... Root ice cream, root beer float type of guy than than a milkshake type of guy. What do you think, milkshake or root beer float? Oh, uh, I don't. You know what? I'm not a big dessert person. I guess I go with a milkshake. But I, you know, I'm not either. But if if I had to choose, I'd go float. Harry, float or milkshake? Milkshake. The the possibilities are endless on that on that end. Russ, milker, uh, milkshake or float? Milkshake. Really? I'd peg you for an Elvis milk uh, Elvis float kind of guy like me. No. No. It happens. Um, I just, you know, it's just one of those interesting things. All right, let's do this. Let's transition. So you guys, well, I know that Bob is familiar with this, but, uh, we're, we're going to have to, just the two, not the three. We're not going to go to all three. <laughs> so we have, um, transitions to the wide world of food. This is Taste of Massachusetts Wide World of Food. That is traditional, right? Professional. 
I'm proud. I'm I, proud. I love that one. I'm proud when I hear that. I'm fired up now. However, every now and then, uh, I have producers who like to be uh, a little comical and um, play the other one that uh, that Cam sometimes decides to run with. Sometimes. <laughs> when there's a girl in the studio. <laughs> hey, ladies. This is Cam Galleon, a.k.a. Prince Eric, and this is the wide world of food. I think this might work better on Cam versus food. Yeah. <laughs> no, I, it's like evoking feelings in me. I don't know. I know. It's, you know, it's, it's, uh, but, uh, I like to be, I like to go with the professional when, when we can. Um, so transitioning to the wide world of food, uh, kicking off first story. Um, sorry, I'm just messing with my notes. Uh, you may have heard about this story, this late breaking story. This, uh, I got this just. I think it was just like late last night or early this morning. One of my friends sent this to me. Uh, cops report botched pizza order led to gunfire. Now, of course, this is from the south. So I'm just going to eliminate any where is this question because, of course, this is in the south. Not Florida, though. No, which was surprised <laughs> me. I was ready for Florida. This would be more tame for Florida. Yes, this is this is a little up there even even for Florida. Uh, teenage trio arrested for Nashville. March 16th, a trio of Tennessee teenagers, got to love alliteration, (laughs) opened fire on a Nashville food market after a clerk gave them a pizza with the wrong toppings. According to police who arrested the alleged gunman on an assortment of felony charges. Uh, Guys, do you have uh, anything you'd like to add to this story? (laughs) Yeah, I don't understand. You, you seem to hear about these types of stories every once in a while. Every once in a while. It's just, there's a lot of angry people out there. I don't get it. I mean, I hate olives, so. <laughs> so you, you kind of feel bad for them? You're like, you who, know? Who knows what was really on it? I mean, they could it, I, innocence of proven guilty, I guess. Yeah, well, what, the reason why I'm questioning this whole story, they don't tell you what was on the pizza or what they ordered. Um, they arrested uh, Juan Bowers, 18, Tynrick Turner, 17, and a 16-year-old, obviously um, minor. They don't release their names, blah, 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 blah. Um, Bowers was carrying a loaded Smith & Wesson pistol when apprehended, while the other two had stolen 45 caliber Glock and a 40 caliber Beretta. Wow. They must love James Bond because, like, <laughs> he was the Beretta. He was the king of the Beretta, right? No, Paul, Walter PPK. Because they, uh, he he liked the Beretta, but they made him have the Walter. Wow! No, Impressive. you guys didn't watch. You never watched uh, James Bond. No, no, no. Sorry. Can't. I mean, Russ, help me out here. Hey, I I love James Bond. For the longest time, I used to watch just Roger Moore when it came. Yeah. To James Bond. Oh no. See, now it's now it's start, starting to be a combination. I mean. I started to add some Sean Connery to my yeah. DVD collection. I'm a, I'm a Connery. And, uh, and Daniel Craig. Yeah. But, but still, for me, it's Roger Moore, whether it's him playing Bond or when he played Simon Templar on The Saint. <laughs> wow. Wow. The original Saint, not the remake right. with uh, Val Kilmer. And yes, I am old enough to remember that. Yes. Uh, I liked the remake with Val Kilmer. I thought it was done very well, and it didn't get... Uh, any 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 storyline with the background of Cold Fusion before it was like talked about, like just as a nerd, just made me so happy. 
I'm like, yes, Cold Fusion. And like, what's Cold Fusion? I'm like, uh. And now everyone's a nerd. Uh, oh well, ahead of your time. I was. I am. Um, the uh, Bowers, the lead, uh, the lead uh, suspect, is uh, managed to get fifty thousand dollars in bail. So um, the other two have been charged as juveniles. So uh, we won't go into that. But uh, again, olives on my pizza. Yeah, I don't care. I'm not going to get that mad. I don't know. Could have had a bad day. Did you? <laughs> I guess. Did you hear about um, uh, everyone lately? I don't know why this is. Uh, has been talking about um, not putting pineapple on pizza. They think like it's horrible. It's blown oh. up. Yeah. Yeah, I heard you talking about this, and uh, I think the yeah the president of some country, uh, oh, uh, Denmark yeah. or something, said if he had the ability, he would make it illegal. <laughs> Yeah, and, and I, I'm like, of all the things to tell I, ca- to tell high school kids, I order it frequently. No, really? no ham, just the pineapple. Love yeah. it. Yeah, me too. Yeah, I, I don't, I, I, I like it. I don't see the bad. I think the citrus, you know, cuts through the the fattiness of the cheese. Bal- nice balance, right? Mm-hmm. I think it's people that are less adventurous. And well, there are some people who just hate pineapple. They, they're like allergic to bromine or something, bromine or something like that. So. Mm-hmm. Not I. No, not me, not me <laughs> we either. Need, we don't need him anyway. <laughs> um, do, 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 okay, so uh, just one quick, we'll do one quick story before the break as we have 90 seconds. Report says Americans officially consume more bottled water than soda. I see this only as a good thing, in theory, for health purposes. Um, in 2016, bottled water consumption rates rose 7.7%. From 36.5 gallons to 39.3 gallons per capita. Soda intake, meanwhile, decreased by 1.2% to 39, from 39 to 38.5 gallons per person. Um, any thoughts? I mean, I think this is a good thing. Yeah. I'd agree. And I'd say sorry, Coke and Pepsi, but I think they own the water too. Yeah. Well, yeah, but it's, it comes out of the tap. Like that's the, do you know what, I, I know a couple of people that work at a Coca-Cola, because there's, there's a Coca-Cola, or there used to be one in Massachusetts, and they're like, yeah, the water's just tap, which is yeah, weird. Yeah, yeah. Because, like, if you talk to any brewer, they buy their water. They would never dream of using tap water in mm-hmm. making beer. Coke makes Dasani, right? Uh, yes, they do. Yeah. They own Dasani, yes. Um, I, of course, am more of a fan of anything non-carbonated, so, but that's just me. I don't know. And I don't know, huh? And me. And you, yeah, no carbon, no, no, no carbonation. None. Yeah, I, I can't deal with it. Five zero eight eight seven one seven thousand is the number to join us here on Taste of Massachusetts. We'll be right back after this. Seven one seven thousand is the number to join us here on Taste of Massachusetts. Bob from Lowell to my right. Harry from Food is My Homeboy on Instagram. Definitely give him a follow. Russ from I Produce Fridays. Russ in the center, seeing that you have a guest on the right and a guest on the left. So yep. I guess that means you got your producer front and center. Ones in, on the ones and the twos behind the uh, behind the glass in the booth. Um, Going through some great uh, stories in the wide world of food. Um, this story, of course, is coming up because today is St. Patrick's Day. Wisconsin's butter crackdown. Fans of Irish Kerrygold butter 
are forced to leave the state to get their hands on banned dairy products. Now, I don't know how this is legal, but I'm going to go into it. A state law uh, instituted in in 1970 prohibits anything other than grade A milk products from being distributed in Wisconsin. Kerry Gold is produced and packaged in Ireland, so it isn't graded by the USDA. Dairy distributors could face fines of $1,000 or more and spend up to six months in jail if they violate this law. That's a hell of a fine for a supermarket or whatever. Uh, Jean Smith of Washika relies on Kerry Gold for her breakfast every morning. She drives to Nebraska <laughs> with coolers in her car and stocks up on Kerry Gold butter. So fans of Kerrygold butter in Wisconsin have been traveling across state lines to stock up due to a decades-old band. Um, because Kerrygold is made from grass-fed cow's milk in Ireland, it isn't graded by the USDA, leaving loyal fans in Wisconsin out in the cold. Guys, uh, what do you think about this? Let's uh, start with Bob. I'm just thinking uh, I'm going to look on Craigslist of them in, in, in Wisconsin. I, I don't, I don't get it. It's Somebody's getting paid pretty well for this in the uh, legislature. Right. I mean, there's, <laughs> there's, well, no, I see part of me. Okay. First of all, part of me knows that the salt content in butter is going to make it pretty safe to consume because salt kills a lot of the bad little buggies. So I'm not going to worry too much about Kerrygold butter, but, um, how, like, you can't just ban a product in a state like there's got to be like this is like not not to sound all whatever but this is america like we don't do this like we make fun of people who do this like how do they get away with this i have so many feelings about this (laughs) gene relies on carry i I love that word relies yes it's like insulin for someone exactly relies on carry gold um it's really good, though. <laughs> it is really good. Like, if Dairy Distributors of Wisconsin, if you're listening, it is worth a $1,000 fine. <laughs> quality over quantity. I, absolutely. Always quality over quantity. But um, I, I'm just wondering, like, does this mean that, like, uh, if a beer, if the beer, like, there's obviously the dairy lobby that's stopping this. So if, like, the American beer lobby said, you know what, we don't like the fact that Guinness uh, is sold so much in Massachusetts, in Boston, on St. Patrick's Day. Can we ban Guinness because it's not an American-made product? I mean, th- you can't just do that. Well, they, they, I mean, there's certain hurdles that they put up for these little microbrews, right? I mean, it's not exactly the same as this, but, uh, you know, you have to have a distributor to sell your beer. It's not as harsh as this one. And everyone knows I'm the biggest buy local, go local, local products, local business type of guy there is. But I don't want to ban. I want to ban everything else. But man, a thousand dollar fine opens up an opportunity. We can start selling Kerrygold and Craigslist. Oh my god! Yeah, yeah, go. I am totally Stock buying up. a f- deep freezer. Yep. And because uh, the thing is, with a freezer, right? Okay. So, what's the closest? Uh, what's the closest state to Wisconsin other than Nebraska? Um, like. Is no uh, Minnesota, Minnesota is closer yeah. Yeah. is closer right by. Okay, so we're gonna go to Minnesota. Yeah, why is she going to Nebraska? I don't get it. She's probably just closer where she's based, right? Population wise. So we're gonna go to Minnesota, 
We're going to ask uh, Jesse Ventura if we can borrow his house. <laughs> we're going to, uh, well, he's not using it. He's hiding somewhere in Mexico. I know a guy. Uh, yeah. We're going to um, get a bunch of carry gold because they're like little gold bricks, so they stack nice. We're going to stack a freezer. Yeah, exactly. So we're going to uh-huh. stack a freezer, right, freeze them, and then bring the contraband. Because they, they basically <laughs> said there, there's no fine transporting it across state lines. It's just distribute. Oh, yeah. So it's kind of like it's kind of like um, a lot of the, they wrote it. It's so funny. They wrote this like a lot of the um, drug laws. It's not illegal to have, but you can't distribute it. They got like state troopers at the border, just like checking trunks once in a while. <laughs> can you imagine? They're they open training dogs to sniff out blue cheese. <laughs> well, can you imagine they open our trunk and it's like, why? Why is your why is your car riding a little low there? Oh, because butter's heavy. A lot of milk fat in that. Uh, moving on. Um, speaking of Guinness, uh, there's a there's a restaurant called Bruxy's. I'm not familiar with this uh, chain, but they're doing a Guinness honey glazed chicken and waffle sandwich for St. Patrick's Day. Um, so they're um, they're doing it for well for four days, so probably until uh, Monday. They're calling it the Get Lucky Fried Chicken and Waffle Sandwich. What do you think of this, guys? Hmm. Did you, well, I, see, it's not just, so it's Guinness honey glazed fried chicken with corned beef and cabbage slaw topped with pickled carrots and a mustard vin- vinaigrette all on a waffle, like wrapped around it, like a taco waffle. Sounds great to me. You would uh, eat this? You try oh, yeah, it? Yeah, I mean, the, the chicken and uh, pancakes we had at Sweet Worcester were amazing. I love that combination. Flapjacks, yes. Yeah. I'm, I'm only correcting you because uh, I'm sure she takes pride. She probably has. She probably grinds her own buckwheat in the back. Like the like. Did, did you did she even tell you? So we we What's did this all about. Yeah. So we did a uh, we did a tasting at Sweet Worcester last Saturday. Did she tell you about the buns that she makes herself? No. no. So you know they're like they're obviously fresh and like the sweetness to it or whatever. Yeah, they're great. She makes those with. So Wormtown Brewery is in the same building. Yeah. She gets the spent grain from their beer, grinds it, mills it down, makes it into her burger buns, and that's what she serves her burgers on. Wow. Like, she wastes nothing and does an amazing job. That's, that's it's, it's so funny because, like, I always joke, I never, everyone's like, oh, you talk about that place a lot. And I'm like, no, I don't. Every guest comes on and talks about it, and I just, you know, I just don't deny it, so... Um, but yeah, you can, you can tell, I mean, you can just tell some places are just, yeah. Yeah. Um, let's do one more and then take a quick break. Uh, did you hear about this trend on college campuses? Students are eating entire heads of lettuce in a bizarre club. So it's not just a club. They're doing this, um, competitively. So, uh, from sports teams to debate teams as always college. So now they're all doing these lettuce clubs. Um, one of them they featured was in the University of Miami, Maryland. <coughs> Excuse me. What drives me nuts about this is they're eating just a head of lettuce. There's no salad dressing. They're eating it raw, like slice, slicing it into like four wedges and just eating it straight out and seeing who can finish it first. <laughs> like a contest? Let, yeah, like just speed eating, I except s- lettuce. I suppose it's healthier than pie, but... Well, it's probably cheaper, too, because it's like 99 cents for a head of, like... But why would, like... Yeah, how does something like this get started? I don't know. Like, (laughs) Is there alcohol involved? No, but... (laughs) There usually is. (laughs) Well, you would think there would be, but no one's going to... 
no one's going to be drunk and then eat lettuce. They're going to they're going to hit fast food. They're going to go to McDonald's. I wish I could just do this so I can lose some weight. I just eat lettuce all day, but no, there's much better things to eat. So it, it's like I've been eat. trying. It sucks. <laughs> <laughs> I was going to say, how's that diet you started today going when you went to? Double chins, then you went to Domino's, and then I shoved Oreos down your throat. <laughs> I don't want to talk about it. Well, at least you're trying, right? At least you're trying. Pretty so let, let's, let's do this. Yeah, I know, like you do every night, right? Let's take a quick break, and when we come back, final segment of the night, very fast show tonight. Testament to you guys, great content. 508-871-7000 is the number to join us here on Taste of Massachusetts. We'll be right back. Everybody, final segment of the night. Very fast show tonight. Bob from Lowell to my right. I'm just going to be Bob from Lowell. That's what you're going to be. And uh, I was just going to say Clancy from Massachusetts. I don't know. <laughs> Harry from Food is my homeboy on Instagram. Definitely give him a follow. Um, moving on with the wide world of food. Um, oh, we didn't do the uh, intense IHOP brawl shut down by taser wielding officer. So this is like the this, this is, is Florida. Well, I was just gonna say, is this this one is Florida, right? Yeah. So um, the crazy, well, the crazy thing is, I didn't put it in there because it's funny, because it is. There's some thing about breakfast restaurants always being in the news for like brawls where you have to call in police. It's usually Waffle House. So I'm surprised. Right. It's IHOP. Exactly. Um, and um, they don't tell the time on this. But a lot of times it's not like 2 a.m. Oh, no, wait, 2.20. No, 2.20 mark in the video that they posted. Oh, oh. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh. Um, but, like, the crazy thing is it's like, what what the heck is going on with all these bre- breakfast places? Uh, that and the other place that's always brawls, you're laughing because you know what I'm going to say, Chuck E. Cheese. Well, of course. I mean, <laughs> because the games are pretty intense. They are. Uh, so what is it with these... Well, it says here at the bottom, you know, it sucks for the patrons just trying to enjoy some late-night pancakes. So I'm guessing it happened late at night. Maybe some alcohol was involved. Well, you know what they say, nothing good ever happens after 11 p.m. In Florida. Or, well, nothing good ever happens in Florida except for Disney World. Um, Speaking of, uh, we mentioned McDonald's earlier. McDonald's is finally ramping up its busted ice cream machines. We often joked about this that uh, most of the time they say, sorry, it's down. Uh, It's just because it has a six-hour cleaning cycle and so finally they're doing something about it um and just so you know i pull sources from real newspapers this was reported in the wall street journal so you know you can trust it (laughs) breaking news breaking news yes um i wanted so we did kind of mention these two stories before but we we this was last week and we didn't really get into them too much 
Beer truck accidentally drenches cop during hilariously ironic traffic stop. So have you got, uh, so they kind of, I had to chop it up to get, uh, to get to the gist of it, but, uh, so cop pulls over these two, uh, these two guys in Nevada and says, uh, have you guys had anything to drink tonight? Within mere seconds of asking the question, a cop found himself coated in a deluge of beer. So this is like the most ironic thing to ever happen. Um, according to Fox News Insider, by the way, they have a lot of food stories. I have no clue why. <laughs> Fox News Insider and the Huffington Post go hardcore food news stories. I don't know why, but they always do. Uh, Nevada Highway Patrol Trooper Travis Smaka, it's a fake name, has just pulled over a car, uh, had just pulled over a car in La- near Las Vegas for speeding when the above event occurred and were captured on the patrol's dash. It was very grainy. I looked at the video, but you can tell what's happening. Um, a nearby truck carrying over a 1,000 pounds of beer lost control on the interstate, possibly due to a car cutting it off in traffic. Its brakes locked and the beer went flying off the vehicle, spilling all over the highway, including on the police um, and into the pulled-over vehicle. So I think what happened, because um, you can't really tell from the video, but I think they were like bottles, and so when they hit the ground and exploded, the beer just went flying because it's carbonated and pressured. And I think that's why they got sprayed and whatnot. But um, I just this is like one of my favorite stories. Life is beautiful sometimes when this happens. It is. It is because you know those two guys who probably were drinking. <laughs> like I'm not going to assume anything, but it's Vegas. It's late at night. They were speeding. We all know we all know the deal with that. You know, they were probably driving out to uh Double Burger, you know, late night eats. You ever had Double Burger? No. Uh, they're really good. Double Burger? Ever? No. No. Russ? Nope. <laughs> they're really they're really good. Um but, Yeah, is that a West Coast yeah, thing? Yeah, yeah, more of a West Coast thing. Um so no uh no comments, no commentary. <laughs> That's a shame. All that beer wasted. I yeah. know. They, I wish they gave the brand. Like, I hope this wasn't like a microbrewery, because you know that's their stock. That's like, <laughs> like you're not getting anything for the next uh, six months. Um, maybe the final story, but I found this absolutely hilarious because this ta- this next story takes nerds, graphic design, and pastry to the next level. Rude cakes are the treat you should give to the people you hate the most. So are you in search of the perfect gift to give to someone you totally hate this holiday season? Look no further than these beautiful, quote, rude cakes. So Sarah Brockett, the mastermind behind The Bold Bakery, whips up raunchy confections that are perfect for anyone on your bleep list. Like how I edited myself on the fly? Very nice. Uh, the idea of the Bold Bakery began uh, in her senior year as a thesis project in Grand Valley State University, where she earned her BFA in graphic design. So, of course, you would need a graphic design. Listen to this. So she wrote uh, to Huffington Post. Uh, again, see, Huffington Post. It's amazing how they, <laughs> like, both, they, they're, I don't know, politics and, and food stories. Uh, Brockett wrote to Huffington Post, uh, Taste in an email, and said uh, she was trying to find a way to combine her two favorite activities, baking and creating hand lettering. So what she does is now uh, she bakes cakes of any flavor, so uh, exotic pumpkin pies or what have you, and she has it so that certain words, no matter how you cut a piece of the pie, come out 
on the side of the pie. So if uh, there is someone who was uh, very sexually promiscuous who you wished to inform that you were aware of how sexually promiscuous they are, uh, and you wanted to use a word that starts with a W, ends in an E, and has um, H, and then an O, and then an R in the middle, you can do that. So I'm assuming, like, this is something, seriously, Harry, you need to, like, take the story and send it over to um, Gloria at uh, <laughs> at um, Double Chin in Boston and see if they can manage something like this. We can just ha- ha- have some fun with customers and just, you know, give them some fl- slices of pie so yeah. anyone notices. Yeah, because this is... Uh, some this bad is, customers. <laughs> yes, exactly. If, if, if anyone... Uh, if anyone's ever, um, uh, I don't even know what acting up in the in the in the shop. So no comments, guys. I don't have anybody I can send <laughs> one of these to. I'd you be afraid. Av- you just avoid, avoid. Mm, I don't want a pie sent to my house or anything. Yeah. Uh, well, I want the pie sent to my house because I'm sure they taste good. I-, I can ignore a little, you know, words, a few words, just words. Well, I feel if it's someone you hate, it has to be like bad. It should, it should be bad tasting. Well, see, that's the that's the double-edged sword of it, right? I don't know. Um, so, guys, any? I, I, we got a couple more. We got a bunch more. We got four minutes, so we got enough time for one more. Did you really want to do the Italian meatball burger story? Was that uh, was that what spiked your question during the? I break? did see that. Yeah, I saw the meatball. I've heard you talk about meatballs. I'm a meatball lover, but I always just I never seem to find the perfect meatball. So where so. do you, where do you go? Uh, just local places, and uh, just every place I hit, I'm always just let down. You know what it is? It's not really their fault. Um, a lot of, especially Italian restaurants, they have to, they can't go too crazy because they have to make sure they appeal to a lot of people. And so that generally means they'll, they all do a good job, but, you know, that little above and beyond I so, feel like half the time I honestly probably the places I frequent, but <laughs> they're frozen. You can tell they're just you know they're not from in house. So actually, the um, we went to Harry. Were you with us at? Um, you might not have been there. Um, um, Tresca no. in the North End. So they do um, they do a meatball as an appetizer. Well, well, actually, let me first mention the jumbo meatball at Ten Cousins in Westport. Um, they do a giant meatball. And oh, I saw, I saw what they do picture. is they cook it in the sauce, and then before they serve it to you, they take it out of the sauce, they put it in a plate of sauce, then they coat it in cheese, and then they put it in the oven so the cheese melts and cascades around it. That was really good. Um, that looks good. I, I How like, big? Huh? How big? Like, like uh, close to a softball, a little bit less than a softball. Wow. So it's, yeah, pretty pretty hearty size. Uh, so the the one at Tresca, um, and I can't remember. So he doesn't do the veal, pork, and beef. He does, I think he does sirloin. Yeah, and that's pork. the way to go to me. I think he does sirloin and pork only. Mm-hmm. And but he he doesn't overcook it. I think he cooks them just to order. And it was so. Um, I mean, I I even commented. I said, "Oh, is this you know veal, pork, and beef? It's very well balanced." And he said, "No, just." I think it was sirloin and pork, and mm-hmm. I can't I can't find it in my feed fast enough. But um, they do a really really good job. Obviously, it's the North End, so you got to get in there, and you know that's uh, that's always fun. Although I I was pleasantly surprised that uh, valet parking there is only six bucks at the uh, or getting it um, validated is only six bucks at the garage. Mm, I thought it. that was really good. Worth it um, because. 
prior to them doing that. I think that's relatively new. Um, it was something like, you know, $38 to park. Oh, I bet. And uh, it just, you just can't, like, yeah, you just yeah. can't justify that. Well, guys, that was two hours. Very fast show. Thank you both for coming in. Bob from Lowell. Uh, what's your, oh, actually, your tw- your uh, Instagram handle? Oh, no, yeah, we're yeah. not going there. Yeah, we got to get you, like, Bob in Lowell. Yeah, we're working on it. Or we're something working like on that. It. Harry, thank you for coming in. You, you are Harry. You are at Food Is My Homeboy on Instagram. You're also foodismyhomeboy.com for your blog as well. Russ, thank you for producing. Excellent job as always. Email him at russ at wcrnradio.com. Uh, I'm your host, Vincent Arachetti. Stay tuned next for the Ultimate Culture Shock, going from this show to Michael Savage and the Savage Nation here on AMA 30 WCRN.